A reading from John 4, 1-3. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Why do you think uh, he left Judea? And uh, what, what, I mean, I, I think it's fascinating that the uh, Pharisees are uh, in on the situation where uh, the kind of the com- competition they're thinking of between John and Jesus uh, in terms of who's baptizing the most. They, it's a little strange to me that they would be kind of concerned about this. Um, yeah, I think it speaks to that tension we talked about a couple of weeks ago between Jesus being obedient to all that the Father called him to do and the notoriety that that would bring him and the trouble that that would get him in. And I, my guess is that's what's happening here. It's like, I better go back to Galilee for a little bit. I'm a little too close to Jerusalem right now. Um, there's another aspect of this little story that jumped off the page for me today when it says, uh, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. I don't know. I think I kind of missed that detail every time I've read this before. Uh, but to me, it's interesting because it's he's he's always delegating. He's always saying, um, become disciples who make disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples. That didn't start happening. You know, after his resurrection, when he gave the instructions to his followers to go make disciples of all nations, it was happening right here at the beginning. Right. He's not like he's not like saying, look, it all depends on me. You guys are just lucky to be around me. No, he's saying you do it. You do the work of the kingdom. Go. You got this. And he's <laughs> just an interesting little moment here. I think I missed it before. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, it, it goes throughout all aspects of life. So uh, uh, when you have good parenting. Uh, then sending the ch- children out of the world is you've equipped them. But the most best equipment any, anybody equipping anybody can get is the experience of doing and failing. Hmm. Uh, you know, fail, 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 and then succeed. And and basically, it doesn't destroy confidence. It uh, you know you know that you know you're you're making progress towards the thing. And I think that with his disciples, I think that is so crucial. Uh, to God's plan. Uh, and yeah, totally. I think about this all the time. I mean, what are we doing now, actually, but uh, attempting to make dis- more disciples for mm-hmm. the kingdom, for, you know, mm-hmm. and to, to send them out to make them feel. I mean, one of the impulses I had is I knew so little about the Bible when I started to read it, I had no perspective. Mm. I never, you know, uh, yes, I knew the Old Testament from the New Testament, but I had no perspective on the story. I had, I didn't know the plot. I, I didn't, you know, uh, even know the outcome. So I would read a psalm or I'd read from James or anywhere. And it was kind of isolated reading. It was like, it. so what I'm reading today is important today, a little wisdom today, mm. but in the context of the whole story, it has a whole different power to it because you're acknowledging God's presence because he's the storyteller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're the disciples. We're there to make disciples, to know Jesus and to make him known. Yeah. What is to make him known but mm-hmm. to be to spend enough time knowing Jesus, accepting the Holy Spirit, 
and then going out and making disciples of all nations, which is what he he called us to do. Mm. And I think that's what we're doing here. I mean, I, I think that if we have any you know traction with this, it will hopefully get people to get into the Bible themselves, to see for themselves, to come and see. And if we're doing that, I mean, what else can we do but do the Lord's work, just like John the Baptist did and and Jesus did throughout his three-year ministry? Yeah, and I would just then say, too, if that, so you and I are doing this and a number of other things to try to make disciples, try to point people to Christ, come and see. And I would just say, you know, a little encouragement, not a challenge, but an encouragement to every single person who's hearing our voice right now. What's, what's your way? Uh, some, many of you already are. Um, but if you're not, if you don't have anything going on in your life that's attempting to make disciples or to point people to Christ, ask God what that might be. You know, that it's not just us and you, it's, it's you and, and the next people. It's disciples making disciples, making disciples, making disciples. And that's how the chain goes on and on. So pray about it, listener. Um, how might God be calling you to lead a life group or start a new resource like this one or bring people to church, uh, bring people to your life group, invite a friend, a coworker, a colleague. We are all disciples making disciples making disciples. Yeah. And, and just to elaborate a little bit, um, there's a, a within many, many churches, there's a false hierarchy. Uh, there are those in the know, the preachers and the, and, and the ones that have gone to seminary and the ones that are in charge. And then there's the pew people. Now, I am a pew person. And Nathan is, you know, a senior pastor of the church. But right now we're talking together on the same level because we have the same passion. And that is for Jesus Christ. And so it matters not that I am a pew no, there person. There is no hierarchy. Yeah. I'm, and 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 I'm not entitled and didn't go to seminary. I think it's the grace of God that allows me to be in this discussion, and the purpose of it is God's purpose for me, not my purpose. 